Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jason England and welcome to New Rising Media Spoken Edition, a podcast available on iTunes, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, not Spotify yet, but hopefully we'll get there, where I take a look at the most recent stories on newrisingmedia.com and read them out to you because everybody doesn't have time to read anymore. And alongside that, I go into the late-breaking news in the world of technology, science, and geek culture. On today's episode, Pokemon Go is broken, and I get a little bit up on my own horse and tell you what they can do to fix it. And there are two major new iPhone features that have been confirmed by CodeLeak. Stick around. This one's going to be a good one. So let's get to it. Recent Pokemon Go developments have inspired me to try the app again, and it turns out it's still as broken as I remember it. And no, this isn't the server troubles that you've probably heard of recently, like what plagued the game's recent festival. In a better world, I should be happy that even though the initial storm of excitement has most certainly subsided from last year, Niantic continues to grow from strength to strength with a fully featured app. However, it's a victim of mistaken identity that threatens future audience adoption and retention of current fans. You see, the issue with Pokemon Go sounds simple, but goes much deeper below the surface. It's trying to be a video game when it's really much more than that. A hybrid reality game, if you allow me to coin a term, that complements your current daily life. Niantic's mistaken identity means the experience is inconvenient at best and fundamentally broken at worst. And I have a solution. Or three. Number one, actually work in the background. A hybrid reality game like Pokemon Go needs to be compatible with your life, providing engaging gameplay when you have time to engage while melting into the background for the remainder. We've all had a good laugh and joke about the crippling battery life and the fact you can't run it in the background, but it's not funny anymore. A smartphone with all all its bells and whistles, I'm 27 going on 54 here with my choice of phrases, may not be a life requirement, but some sort of functioning telecommunications device is for emergency circumstances. Running a game that needs a portable battery pack to maintain power for it is just insane. And the fact that you can't run Go in the background is hostile to the consumer. Now I know part of this comes down to iOS deactivating key features of apps when you go to the back when you go back to the home screen or another app. But I'm sure if anyone has the influence to make this a reality, it would be one of these smart one of the biggest smartphone developers out there. Number two, automate parts of the game. Once again, I'm going to sound like an old man from the get-go, but allow me to, uh, allow me a minute to explain, dear reader. I once read a study that found the majority of millennials spend the majority of their commute looking at a phone screen. Thinking of this in reference to my own experience is 100% true, but limited to short stints of engagement, so a response to the occasional WhatsApp group, picking the right podcast on Spotify, and the occasional Snapchat story if I'm feeling particularly narcissistic. Inject Pokemon Go into the mix and those stints begin to lengthen, and as you watch your screen and walk towards Pokestops for items, and XP, this, in my experience, has resulted in a couple of trip-ups on the pavement, bumping into the general public and, for one unfortunate friend of mine, a near miss with a passing car. Now the last one, that's just a woeful lack of common sense and he was promptly marked for his idiocy. 
but the other two prove how this required level of interaction is far too immersive for what should be a game that blends into your daily life. Please Niantic, on behalf of many more players injured while fighting the good fight, please automate the game functions. We've come to know and arduously deal with for the last year. Start by automating Pokestop check-ins. Need proof this is a problem? As of writing this article, 14 deaths and 55 injuries have been reported on. Emphasis on reported on as in there could be more and the smoking gun lies at the feet of Pokemon Go. And finally, strip back the functionality. This is a hybrid reality game, not an actual Pokemon RPG where I could sit down and focus on the multiple goals, but the overwhelming level of functionality does not reflect that at all. I know I'm not the smartest tool in the shed, but plenty more people than me won't be able to keep up with catching Pokemon, transferring Pokemon, checking into Pokestops, scrapping items to collect more, looking out for and taking part in raids, attacking gyms, and so on and so forth, all while walking and being observant of your surroundings. It's impossible for me and my lack of multitasking know-how to comprehend it all while dealing with a walk to work. Speaking to my girlfriend, I'm aware this one could just be me, as she spoke of appreciating the admin, quote-unquote, side of Pokemon Go. Completely subjective, but eliminate the admin side. Not to annoy her, but that would be quite funny. But for the safety of simple-minded folk like me. And now, it's time for today's big story which surrounds Apple and their upcoming iPhone. Obviously, it's been receiving a lot of hype and about 1,001 different renders, drawings, and predictions and rumors. Most of them turn out to be false, but this one seems to be a bit more concrete. So, essentially what has happened is in the HomePod, which is Apple's smart speaker, um, some firmware, the, the software that will run on the HomePod, has been released and developers have been looking for it and they've seen particular bits of code relating to a new iPhone that would interact with it and the and even going down to a schematic of it as well like an outline of the iPhone so the two things that have been confirmed by this number one is face unlock so think of the facial scanning technology that you get in most Android phones nowadays where you look at your phone and it'll map your face and then it'll unlock the device. Your PS4 also does it as well if you have the camera plugged in. Um, Hopefully this is more in depth, maybe around retinal scanning technology as well because I wouldn't feel safe with just a facial scanning but currently Twitter user at Stroughton Smith S-T-R-O-U-G-H-T-O-N-S-M-I-T-H has confirmed the reports um, that it does show an infrared face unlock in the biometric kit. Um, So what does this mean? It means that the facial scanning technology might be a bit more advanced than I first worried about, but we'll see what comes of it. And the other particularly big piece of news from this is it does confirm based on the outline of it that you are going to get a bezel-less iPhone so chances are you may or may you probably are listening to this on an iPhone and 
if you take a look above and below your screen, you've got what is essentially a bezel. Now imagine your phone doesn't have that black or white outline around it. Imagine that front is all screen, except for at the top, which has a little lip that has the cameras and the speaker in it. I'm super excited about that. The closest kin of what I can imagine it looking like is if you've ever seen the episode of Black Mirror. It's, an, it's on the Netflix only season where she is interacting with the phone and it's all about getting like social acceptance through social media and rating system. That piece of technology, even though the whole social media thing was utterly terrifying, the phone looks pretty awesome and this it looks like that's what we're going to get and I can't be more hyped for this. I'm very, I'm pretty happy that in terms of my two year contract with EE, I'm on the S cycle so I get a new S phone every two years with my current phone contract. So to say it lines up with the 10th anniversary and this phone coming up, count me in as excited. And finally, just a few pieces of housekeeping. Um, I launched a poll on Twitter yesterday uh, with a simple question. What would you define as putting your phone, quote unquote, on silence? So this has been quite a hotly debated topic between me and my girlfriend at the moment. And essentially it comes down to two different bits. I like my silent function having no noise, obviously but with the vibrate on so that I can actually feel notifications. Whereas she doesn't like to have vibrate on at all, meaning that she misses them, but also it is truly silent. So quite an interesting one. I wanted to know what you guys thought of that. So if you go on Twitter, you go on my Twitter page, which is at Mr. Jason England, you'll see it up there at the top somewhere amongst a bit of a, conf- a, bit of a hot debate I've been having. Um, and yeah let me know your thoughts dive on that poll you've got a few days left to do so and after that all that's left is for me to say thank you so much for listening you can find find us on apple podcasts as i said at the beginning google podcasts and any way you can probably get a podcast and please subscribe rate us five stars leave a review all of that helps so much to get us to further to the top of the charts also this is all being played out on anchor too so if you go on anchor.fm slash new rising media and don't forget to give us a star give us an applaud favorite the station anything that you can do to give us support there we're currently in the top 500 which is awesome and i'd love to get higher than that so thank you so much for listening i hope you've enjoyed and yeah take care bye